And we're back. Hi, hello, welcome to the Four All Hours Podcast. My name's Jamal. Hope y'all are doing well. It's been a minute. Bombs. Well, we got some shit to talk about. There we are. Why the fuck not? <laughs> Hi. Hello. How you doing? Yes, welcome to the Four All Hours Podcast. Hope you're doing well. It's been a week. And a bit. Bring the beat back in. Um, yeah, cool. Hi. Hello. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> I swear the first like minute of the podcast is like, hi. How are you? How are you doing? And just repeating the name of the podcast, like if you're listening to it, you've forgotten what it is. It's like an ad for something that you're currently using. It's like, hey. A YouTube ad is like, hey, do you want to use YouTube? And you're like, hold on, wait a second. <laughs> but then again, it could be like, oh, I watch a, I watch a lot of footy, and there's <laughs> it's just, it's so funny when there's a gambling ad followed by a love the game, not the odds ad. It's just like, all right, like we get it, but it is inherently disingenuous when you're just like, hey, um. <laughs> Bailey Fritch uh, at two dollars thirty to kick two goals for the game. What a steal! But also, don't gamble. <laughs> He's just like, all right, pick one lane and stick to it. I know it's a legal thing, but uh, you're speaking out of both sides of your mouth, there, champ. Um, cool. <laughs> After that tangent, hi. Um, this is just I, I wanted. I was going to record on Tuesday, but then um, I've. <laughs> Started seeing a therapist again, so I wanted to talk about that, and that happened this morning, so I'll talk about that later. Because, um, yeah, some interesting stuff happened, kind of. I don't know, as interesting as therapy can get. Um, we're still in lockdown. Uh, <laughs> allegedly, this extended lockdown is supposed to go until next week, uh, next Thursday, I believe, on the 2nd of September. However... Uh, after having a pretty decent day of 40-odd cases yesterday, we are back up to 80. So um, it does not look too promising. However, um, I can't say I'm too surprised. And to be honest, if lockdown continues, um, I will also not be surprised. New South Wales today uh, racked up 1,029 cases. So shout out Gladys for racking up all those cases, and in celebration of that, they've started easing restrictions after hitting the highest number of cases, the highest number of daily cases seen in Australia yet, Gladys decided to ease restrictions. For what? For what? Uh, there's something, I have something for this. For for what? For For, for why? For why? Like... How can you? And I Scott Morrison has also come out and said um, we can't live in lockdown forever, um, and has like slammed New Zealand for some reason <laughs> for how they're managing it. Um, first of all, New Zealand are doing just fine, Scott. Um, and second of all, uh, something about rocks in glass houses come to mind because he has done an absolutely woeful job. Um, with the vaccine, I'm surprised he hasn't taken his uh, 
timely disaster trip to Hawaii, you know, on that taxpayer funding shit. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of discussion around coronavirus, obviously. Um, but moving forward, because obviously living in lockdown sucks and they're just starting to get a decent rollout of the vaccine, um, which is good. But I was reading earlier yesterday um, and leading epidemiologists are suggesting a soft lockdown once numbers get into the 70s in terms of uh, percentage of people above the age of 16 vaccinated. Because that's basically what the rest of the world are doing. Like, I was watching uh, some football, like soccer, for those who don't call it football, um, and it was, like, in London, and there were 60,000 people there 60,000 people, uh, no masks, just like a, a, like it was so good to watch. Just like they were absolutely bananas. But then I did uh, like a mild bit of research and the UK, not the UK, England, England by itself had 30,000 cases that day and like 100 plus dead. Isn't that wild? Like, and I think their vaccination... Uh, percentage is like 70 plus. So they're going the way of, okay, everyone get vaccinated and then it's basically just the flu now. Um, from what I've read, Germany have actually stopped recording the amount of cases and they're doing recording by hospitalizations and deaths, um, which is where, you know, we need to be. Like we, no, okay, don't take that out of context. We don't need to die and be hospitalized. However, we do need to get a higher vaccination. You look at vaccination rates around the world and Australia is at third world country level vaccination. Like how we can consider ourselves a uh, like a first world country, right, a developed nation and be so behind everyone else in terms of vaccinations and rollouts and we're still in lockdown six. Regional Victoria's in lockdown seven. They got out and then got asked to come back in. Like, whoa, if we just handled the vaccinations with any level of competency, we might not be here. But where's the fun in that? Where is the fun in that? Um, so, yeah, New South Wales are having an absolutely shit fucking time. <laughs> um... Yeah, so that's COVID. I don't know. There's there's not a whole lot going on um, outside of COVID because that is all anyone's life is at the moment, I feel like. Because at the end of the day, what else do you have to do? You know, I've been... Oh, I've been pretty grim, actually, recently. <laughs> it's been a tough time. Hey, that's why I'm back in therapy. Um. <laughs> Did I have anything I wanted to talk about before I talk about? Uh, I actually, yes, there is. Um, so I think I talked about it in a previous podcast, but Hawthorne, uh, Hawthorne's coach, Alistair Clarkson, uh, got an early, <laughs> got not sacked, uh, asked to move on uh, by the club. 
Um, and Sean Burgoyne retired after 407 games, uh, 250-odd at Hawthorne. So it was, a, it was a big weekend, and it's it's wild. Uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again, um, until the day I die. Football should not have this much of an effect on me. Like, Clarkson, and this is something which has occurred to me over the past couple of months when the whole saga was happening. Clarkson has been in my... This is, sounds so dumb, because if you think, of, you think of football as, like, a fun game to follow if you like it, and if you don't, it's... Uh, 40-odd grown men on a field running around kicking a ball and, you know, cuddling. So (laughs) for me to have such emotional investment is wild. I understand that. I I get it. But Clarkson, Alistair Clarkson started coaching the team in 2005, which is when I started following the club. I started following the club in 2004. Um, And he's retiring now. So I have like Clarkson has been around the same like length of time like as my mother because like what am I 24 mum left when I was 16 Clarkson's been coaching for 17 years like he has been a mainstay in my life and it's this sounds so dumb for someone who like isn't as invested in football as me, but like they were interviewing before the game. I cried. I teared up watching him be like, yeah, yeah. Last game was just out here to play a game of football. I'm so grateful for X, Y, Z and blah, 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 blah. And I, I started tearing up. That man is. Yeah. It's, it's weird to think that they're just a, uh, another grown man who I've, like I've met him like a couple of times at like um, open trainings and whatever, but like a guy who has zero idea of who I am has such an incredible effect on me. I feel like this is what religion feels like. <laughs> oh, football is just religion. As dumb as that sounds, Clarkson is a deity to me. Like it's just yeah, it's it's weird because. There and I've talked about it before, but there's been so much like chopping and changing, um, and uncertainty and chaos in my life. Clarkson's one of those things that is you know, he's just there, you know, he's a pillar. Now what? Now what's the longest thing that's been around in my life? Like outside of uh, brother and sister, of course. Um. It's it's going to be so strange. Um, And I think, again, um, I have no idea what I want to do. Hey, maybe I'll, I don't know, find my way into the football landscape. Because it's so strange. I'm so passionate about it. Like, I don't know why. Why am I like this? I don't know. Anyway, the finals are on. Whatever. Hey, if you want to listen to me talk sport, last call podcast. (laughs) <laughs> that's all. Um, what else is going on? All right, fuck it. Let's. So I'm back in therapy, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm back seeing some uh, a psychologist, she's a psychiatrist, psychologist. Anyway, 
Um, so to preface this, I was having uh, a really tough time on Tuesday. Um, and I try not to, like, <laughs> drink too much nowadays. Um, but it, it's it's been bad. Not bad, bad. But, like, not great. Because there was a couple of weeks at the start of this lockdown where I was, like, really motivated. Like, I was working out every day. I was out doing stuff. I was, you know, cleaning, going for walks, whatever. Normal trying to keep sane in lockdown shit. But then, like, the motivation just disappeared for some reason. I don't know where it went or why it happened. Um, but I kind of just had, like, a relapse um, and just started uh, really unhealthy habits again. Um, you know, drinking a lot, waking up late, going to bed really late doing absolutely nothing, um, having a general despair for the world. So um, Tuesday, I like started drinking at like 12.30. I was staring there, I cracked a beer, and I was like, I should talk to someone about this because I'm not well. <laughs> um, and it's not even it's not even one of those things where I was just like, ah, oh, like this is a really bad thing, I can stop it. It was one of those things where I'm just like, okay, I need to talk to someone about this because clearly what I'm doing trying to help myself isn't working, right? So, yeah, I booked it that day. Um, so on Tuesday, and I had it this morning, so I'm recording at 12.30. Um, a session finished about an hour ago. Um, that was interesting. It's uh, good to get back into uh, therapy because it's like this podcast. You can just talk, right? Except someone's there giving you advice on the other side rather than me just, you know, talking into the abyss like like I am right now. Um, so shout out Celeste, <laughs> the homie. Whoa, wrong button. The homie. <laughs> that scared the shit out of me. Um so yeah, we, I was just going through, you know, filling stuff out, and then um, I had this inkling recently that I I think I have some form of attention deficit, um, and I brought it up to like we went through a questionnaire. It's just like yeah, there's a decent chance you have like ADHD. I was like that does not surprise me. So, that's new. Um, <laughs> and it's not one of those things where, like, what did my my doctor wrote? I, I went to see my GP to get a referral. And she was just like, Jamal is concerned he has ADHD. I was like, I'm not concerned. I, I would just like to know. Because I'm of the opinion that when it comes to mental health issues, I can be aware of it. Like, I'm very aware of, like, my depression and anxiety. And I'm aware of how I can handle it. But sometimes that doesn't work. So I was just like, I would like other ways to handle it because what I'm doing sometimes doesn't work. Putting on uh, my happy-go-lucky playlist, um, going for a walk and having a coffee, doesn't, doesn't cut the mustard all the time, you know? So, yeah, 
I went in. I was just like, "This is this is what's happening." Um, yeah, <laughs> and it was weird because it, it was like a video call on like a third party website, so it wasn't like a Zoom or anything. It was like through their website. <laughs> she was so funny. She's like, "Do you drink a lot?" I was like, "Uh, yeah, I have my moments. Why?" <laughs> She's like, oh, "I'm just looking at your bar up there." I was like, "Oh." Yeah, that that makes sense. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, how do I want to approach talking about this? All right. So basically, started off, and then we were talking about like my past, um, and like what? Hey, how did I get here? <laughs> Why are we both in this room right now? Um, and I was talking about like family stuff and moving every which way and dropping out of uni, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You guys know the drill. Um, and yeah, so then we were talking about that and then I did like a question here, which got onto meat. <laughs> it's, it's funny, um, talking to a therapist because when you say something that they're just like oh okay you can you can gauge their reaction it's funny watching them gauge like watching them (laughs) react a certain way because they'll just be like oh is that so (laughs) because at the end of the questionnaire um it was a zero to three scale so it's one of those things where it's just like uh none at all slightly agree often and then, like, almost always. And the last question was, um, do you think life is meaningless? And you guys know that I'm very... Nothing means anything anyways. Uh, future neck tattoo, as far as I'm concerned. Um, she was like, oh, okay, why do you think that? <laughs> and then I got into uh, my position on optimistic nihilism, um, which is basically... Life is meaningless in a good way for me. But, and what I came to realise, well, not came to realise, I've, I've had this realisation, is that it's quite a double-edged sword. So I will preach nothing means anything anyways, life is meaningless, what's the worst that can happen kind of thing. Because it's good, right? Um, it helps me be more confident as a person, I feel like. Because I'll just, like, shoot my shot or whatever. If I'm scared to do a recording or like scared to say something to someone um obviously within context because there are a lot of things that I want to say to people that uh <laughs> I just won't maybe maybe I could work on it but yeah even even if I wanted to like shoot my shot with you know the pretty girl across the bar it, the inherent uh, feeling for most people would be no that's like <laughs> for lack of a better word scary right but then half of me is just like what's the worst that can happen you're not going to die she'll probably just say no which is fine um, but you know often they don't and you have a nice chat um but then uh, optimistic nihilism is very much a double-edged sword because I struggle every single day uh, with finding a solid purpose. 
So like nothing means anything anyways. It gets me to, oh, what's the point? Because nothing means anything. So I'm just like, it's it's a tight rope to walk. Um. So yeah, <laughs> she was talking about that and how it affects me and then she just had these random questions about like, you know, chaos and stuff like that. And she was like, yeah, you, you do have signs of uh, like ADHD, um, like the signs are there. And I was like, okay, now what? She's like, you can go get a, a, like an official diagnosis from a psychiatrist um, if you wanted to get on medication to help. And I was just like, do I need medication? I don't know. I mean, very potentially. I don't know how, like, uh, big of an effect it's having on me. Um, but another thing she was very interested to talk about was, and I don't know if I've talked about this pod, this podcast. Oh, no, I, I have. I need to, like, have something on all the time. Like, especially when I sleep, and I've really been struggling to sleep recently, I need to have, like, a podcast on. Or, like, recently, because the soccer season has just started, I'll put soccer on the TV and just, like, watch until I fall asleep. Um, and, like, I I need to be stimulated at just, like, just all the time. Like, having silence in my life is very, like, unnerving to me and makes me, like, a little bit anxious. Even recording this podcast, like, I'm <laughs> sitting down on my desk recording a podcast and there is, like just random YouTube on the TV. I feel very uncomfortable if nothing's going on. Um, so, yeah. She was like, yeah, th- 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 there are signs that um, you do have ADHD. Um, so, cool. Uh, good to know. <laughs> but we'll see. That's something I can uh, maybe do a little bit more research into. Um, and I guess sort out like, and it's not like, it's not one of those things where you get diagnosed. Um, and mind you, it's not an official diagnosis. It's a strong inclination, um, from a medical professional. So I was like, sure, let's, (laughs) that'll do. It's not one of those things where you get, and this is for anything, right? It's not one of those things where you get diagnosed and your life changes because this is just something you've been living with. This is just how you are. It's it's now something that you are aware of. And that's that's the biggest thing that I wanted to do when going back to therapy because I can be aware of it, but I want to know more about myself. Um and be aware of the deficiencies that I have um, and how I can change who I am as a person (laughs) to be a better man. No, so um, it's going to be interesting. And you guys, hey, you guys will keep updated with my fucking therapy because I'm going fortnightly at this rate, I think. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, it was a very, it was a very healthy experience for me. Um, 
which was nice. It was, you know, and it was on the back, like I had teaching yesterday and I was in like a really good mood because like I, I love teaching and I love um, creating. So to come in to the conversation on the back of a positive, I feel like really helped because yeah, Tuesday <laughs> when I started drinking early, I was like, oh, I'm not good. And I took that beer and I, <laughs> keep in mind, I did not drink it in the car and I am on my full license so I can have one. <laughs> and I drove to the beach and I had a beer in my car and I drove home. And I just sat at the beach and I looked at the waves. Uh, I've been doing that a lot recently. I've, I've done it every day for like a week. I will just like drive and the beach is just like just up the road. Um, but I go to the one near my old house, like my favourite place to live um, in Parkdale. I just sit on the beach and I just like mindlessly stare while I'm listening to insert sports podcast or insert the weekend album. Um, I've been, all right, getting onto a lighter topic, that's enough of therapy. I've been absolutely obsessed with like <laughs> the roots of my music, right? Like, I'll, when people ask me, hey, what's your favorite kind of music? Uh, moody old R&B, right? But recently, like, Doja Cat's album came out, so I've been listening to a lot of that. Uh, I've been listening to, like, what's been coming out recently. I've still got a bit of Olivia Rodrigo in the rotation, Tyler, J. Cole, a lot of stuff that's been coming out this year. But I've been really getting back to my Bryson Tillers and The weekends and The Blacks and um, stuff like that. I've been really getting into um, Maria the Scientist. You should look, like, there's a recommendation for your week. Maria the Scientist. Um, start with, what's the song called? Uh, Maria, Mariah the Scientist. Um, Always and Forever. With Lil Baby, absolute heater of a track. Um, and the new album is really good. Maybe I'll talk about that in an upcoming podcast. Actually, that'd be a good one. Because I feel like not a lot of people listen to Maria the Scientist. And hey, here's something that I've noticed. Um, everyone's music taste is unique, right? But I thought mine was like kind of, not normal, but relatively mainstream. And then I go on to like fucking... Uh, like Instagram and TikTok or whatever, and people are just like, hey, if you love this kind of music, you know, interact with this post. I'm like, yeah, that's just my music taste. And then the comments are just like, oh, my God, I didn't know anyone else listened to this. I'm like, bro, you listen to Scissor and Brent Fires. We're not that different, you know? <laughs> oh, Scissor came out with some new tracks. Woo-wee. <laughs> that was good shit. Um, my favourite one is I Hate You. Um, God, her voice is just so good. Scissor is so good, bro. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was in my car just like yelling broken clocks for like an hour. I was just sitting in a dark car park. Um, what else is going on? Should we jump on Reddit? I've been, I've been... Reddit's an interesting place to actually. Before we get on Reddit, while while I look up some stuff, um, 
So between the time that I've recorded, OnlyFans announced that they were uh, banning porn from the website, which seemed like a less than good idea, considering that would it would be, I'd assume, 90-plus percent of their, like, content that's created on that platform. Um, and then they announced it was because the banks, the MasterCard doesn't want us to have porn. <laughs> they don't want you to be great. They don't want you to be great. Um, and then today, in a Simone Biles-esque backflip, they've announced that they are... What was the wording? Um, Only fans reverses ban on adult content to support our diverse creator community. And by diverse creator community, they mean only creator community. Because Only Fans Without Porn is a low-budget Aldi Patreon. That's all it is. The only reason Only Fans got gets up uh, oh, there it is. <laughs> is because they're one of the few, not one of the few, but like one of the most popular um, platforms for sex work, which is great. There should be a platform for something like that because it um, legitimizes sex work in the eyes of the, com- um, the community. Like the uh, let's our society no not society I hate saying society but like it's it's more it let's say accessible um, and normalized sure let's go normalized um, which is great hey sex work is real work and if you don't think so you just can't get laid all right. Um, Relationship advice. Um, I love doing these. This is fun. Oh, good God. That's weird. Oh. <laughs> Wife's little sister had a bad reaction to meds and told me she fantasized about fucking me. Yeesh. Yeesh, yeesh, yeesh. All right. I'm going to find a small one. Oh, my God. Goodness, there are so many grim ones on here. Oh my goodness. Like, my boyfriend raped me and I need advice? Oh my god. That is so... That makes me feel so uncomfortable. Um... Oh. (laughs) My girlfriend cheated on me with my brother? That's a... That's a that's a rough one. Oh, these are so long. Um Okay. Well. Um please hold while I find one that isn't really really long. Oh, some of these are just so sad. Like my wife said that she doesn't care for me anymore. Oh, like that's, that makes me feel a little sad. Okay, here we go. Here's a sad one. 
the headline, and this is from Straight Problem 686. The headline, just want to be loved. I feel you, my guy, my girl. Um, I'm a 26-year-old female. A couple of months ago, I was told by my then-boyfriend, who I thought I was going to marry, that he didn't love me anymore. I feel as though I'm always the one doing the loving without receiving any love back. Anyone else? I'm incredibly lonely and feel down on myself. I just want to be understood and loved romantically by someone. That is so sad. Not not in like, oh, that's so sad. Like, it's just, that's, that is so pure for someone who just wants to be like understood and loved. And I think at the heart of every person, regardless of like how, um, <laughs> even if they're just like, oh, I'm fucking toxic and uh, treat people like shit and sleep around and do whatever X, Y, Z. At, at the heart of every person is this feeling of, I just want to be understood and loved. Not even in a necessarily romantic or sexual way. Just as, as people, I think we strive to just be understood and accepted by everyone around us. Um, I don't think this is, this is something which I'm going to attribute to, uh, wow, what's the term I'm looking for? Like overexposure syndrome kind of thing or just exposure where you're being exposed to situations that are making you feel this way. Obviously, like you, you can't be exposed to things that don't make you feel that way. Otherwise, you would be in them. That sentence did not make any sense whatsoever. I'm so sorry. Um, but basically, like there are, like I'm not saying this is exactly how I feel, but I feel very alone right now. And it's a good thing. I think I need time to like process myself. <laughs> and, and mildly related, I saw this tweet yesterday. <laughs> it's, it is quite possibly the funniest tweet I've ever read. And it is a little sad that I uh, related to this the way I did. Um, <laughs> uh, the tweet is, having zero women interested in you is very humbling. It gives me time to think about myself. <laughs> and that is so funny to me. Um, but it's true. Having that sense of uh, isolation. And for me, I'm just like, well, I'm all I've got right now. So, like, fuck it. Let me fix myself. Hence the therapy. So, yeah, it's... It's funny, and to uh, straight problem 686, hey, it'll come. And it's as cliche as it sounds, there is someone for everyone um, at some point, you know. It might not be now. It might not be 10 years from now. But even even if it's not a uh, like a typical relationship there will be someone in this world that you are just on the same wavelength with the whole time and you just get and they get you and that kind of understanding is uh important so yeah all right we're gonna do one more because i'm already at 35 and we are flying 
Ähm, tsch, 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 tsch. Oh. Oop, oop, oop. oh, good God, that one's grim. All right, let's do this one here. Oh, this one's a big... Oh. Um, I, 23 female, found out my 23 male boyfriend is on Tinder. A few of my friends sent me a screenshot of my boyfriend's profile on Tinder and Bumble. It had his name on it with his pictures, short bio. I brought it up with him, brought it up to him with the screenshots, asked him what this was about. He said it wasn't him and proceeded to take out his phone and show me he doesn't have any of those apps downloaded and someone must be catfishing with his pictures. We've been together for two years. What do I believe? He has 9K followers on Instagram, so it's a possibility, but he's not a huge influencer either. Help. Um, I am in the pool with the boyfriend, I think. If he genuinely doesn't have the apps on his phone and, like, 9K followers on Instagram, there are people been uh, catfished for way less. You just got to be attractive to have people catfish you, you know? Like, use your photos, right? Because the the amount of times that I see on Instagram, especially of my friends who have, like, fake profiles made of them, those ones that are just, like, 18-plus content in the link, Um, because all my friends are hot. That's what I'm trying to say. But, <laughs> yeah, um, it might just be one of those things. And if he does have Tinder and Bumble, that's weird. That is weird. Um, especially like a two-year relationship, and you're just like, hey, yeah, what's out there? What's going on? Actually, and my last point before I wrap up the podcast, I have deleted Tinder and Bumble because it makes me feel so empty inside and I'm so... <laughs> that, that was about to be a really aggressive, I was about to say a really aggressive statement uh, that wouldn't have helped my cause at all. Um, but I find I have such nothing conversations with people. Like, and I'm not saying that the people I talk to on those apps are just like boring or bad or whatever. I just find, like, I'm definitely a. 10 times better in person, at least. My texting game is grim deville. Like, it is, it's rough. And it's not rough, I'm just very, I'm poor over text. My text game is weak. So, I'm a lot better conversing, especially in person, but even, like, on the phone. I'm, like, (laughs) way more appealing, let's say. Um... And two, like, just no one (laughs) – it's hard to jump to, like, the serious stuff. And not that you want to talk about serious stuff all the time, but, like, the what do you do with yourself is just like, all right, here we go again. Um, It's why I miss going out because going out and meeting people is so much better than – like meeting people online. And there's nothing bad about meeting people online. It's an awesome way to just like super easily connect to people and different people. Um, And despite me trashing (laughs) all these apps, I was talking to um, 
a girl who is like becoming a doctor and an epidemiologist. I was like, wow. I bartend for a living. <laughs> it's like there are there are there are really good people out here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just have to give it a break. I'll probably be back on it sooner rather than later. But it's one of those things where I'm just like, I just it gives me nothing, you know. And that's how I'm trying to, you know, live right now. If it's not doing anything for me, I don't need it. So, yeah, there's that. Well, with that being said, thank you so much for listening to the For All Hours podcast. My name's Ben Jamal. Um, and I'll, I'll see you in the next one. <laughs>